I have a, I have a thought I want to share with you today. It's my prayer for our church, and, um, and I hope you get it today. I want to read the scriptures first, uh, perhaps the second most popular psalm, and I want you to know it, and I want you to memorize it this year. And so why don't you stand with me? Let's see if we can pick it up and read the scriptures. We're going to start in Psalm 27. Psalm 27. You can only handle four verses. That's all you can handle. So we're going to stop at verse number four. Psalm 27, verse four. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with our church, um, we just read the scriptures. Uh, we just want to make sure you're in the word. All right. Here we go. Everybody, read it with me. The Lord is and my whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I? Okay. Now, you got to understand the scriptures and you got to understand the context of the passage. So what's happening here is David is running for his life. And while running for his life, please note, he does not first talk about his circumstances. He first talks about his God. I wonder next year if when something goes down that you don't like, if you're going to talk about somebody else who hurt you, or if you're going to talk about it through the scriptures, and you're going to talk about your God. He starts out by reminding you of who his God is. And if you serve the same God as he serves, then you should be talking up your God more than talking up the situation you find yourself in. My God today. Look at the next verse. Let's see if you can handle this one. Verse number two. Here's what it says. When evildoers, stop right there, stop right there, stop right there. Look at your neighbor and say, I got some haters. Look at the other one. Look at the other one and say, I, I got some wicked people. Good, 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 good. What, but, but watch, watch David's point though. When evildoers came upon me to devour my good God Almighty. When people put all your business on, on social media. When they talk about you real bad, but they can't do it to your face. But they do it online. Good God Almighty. I want you to see, David doesn't talk about them. He first goes to God. Watch what he says. Let's read it again. Start over. When evildoers to devour my flesh, my I'm trying to show you when you start with God, as I said on Christmas Eve, or you can sleep in peace. The reason you can't sleep in peace is because you focus more on your evildoers than you do on your God. I'm just reading the scriptures. If you read it sometime, you'll get the same thing. Here we go. Next verse, verse number three. Good God Almighty. Here we go. Though a host encamped me against me. Stop right there. Stop right there. No, 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 no. Don't run past the scriptures. Go to verse one again. Go to verse one. Look, it starts with one person. Verse one, verse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whom shall I fear? One person. Verse two, verse two, verse two, verse two. Here we go. Watch what verse two says. Verse two says, no, that's three, two. Yeah. When evildoers and my adversary, now you're getting to more than one people coming after you. So it starts with one, then, then they went and got a posse, and now they're coming after you too. All their, all their, all their Facebook family. They all coming at you. Come here. I'm trying to teach you scriptures today. Go to verse 3 now. Here's what verse 3 says. Now a host is coming against you. Now a whole tribe is coming against you. And when the tribe's coming against you, his emphasis is not the tribe. His emphasis is his God who, who sets him high above his tribe. Watch the text. It gets better. Some of you who are not used to here, it's good. To, this is the only way I know I have your attention if you keep standing. It's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. I'm almost done. We're only going to four verses. I'm almost done. Here we go. My heart will not fear. Stop. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. Now, a host encamps against me. Listen to the confidence. My heart will not fear, though war rises against me in spite of this
All I got to do is read the scriptures. That's all I got to do. Here's what he's saying. It starts out with one person, then it gets to a system. When the system is against you. When injustice comes against you. When it all comes against you, David says, is that all you got? Because you must not know God like I know God. David says, David says, David says, David says, in spite of this, read the last part with confidence for me. I shall be confident. You need to walk into 2024 with some confidence. You need to walk in it saying, you do what you got to do. I'm going to God. Come here. No, no. You, 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 you love the first three verses. The next one you're not going to like. <laughs> the next verse is the one you're not. The, the next verse is the one you're uncomfortable with. It's, it's fuzzy. I don't really get it, which is why we're camping out here today. What's the next verse? Put it up. Verse 4. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Stop, stop, stop. You see, you missed it already. He says one thing. No, no, that's not everybody. I, to, I told you, you want to clap on my enemies. Yeah, God, get them. Yeah, God, get, get my adversaries. But now he says one thing. Everybody together, he says one thing. Only one. No. He could have called the angels and said, God, will you please zap these fools? That is not what he said. He, I, it, the one thing could have been, God, will you protect me against these? That is not what he says. Watch the one thing. It will help you this year, this next year. Watch it. He says, one thing I have asked from the Lord. Woo! That I, that I may in the house. Here's what he didn't say. That I may dwell online. Uh-huh. Somebody on this side. That I, that I may go from church to church to church, start at 7 in the morning on Sunday, and go till 1, and get five churches sitting in the comforts of my home. You, pray, you want Pastor Matt back from this morning? Is that what you want? <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. That I may in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And what am I going to do when I'm dwelling in the house of the Lord? Here it is. You know this. It's, it's not Christmas Eve. No, it's New Year's Eve. Uh, to Those of you who don't go to a church, it's okay. <laughs> but whenever you see the word behold, the thing behind it is so rare, you must expect a surprise. Here's what the text says. Uh, to behold. What are you beholding? The beauty of the Lord. Stop right there. Now remember, everybody wants to see God but can't. David said, no, 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 no. Moses, I want to see you, but he can't. But God says, if I see you, you'll, be, you'll, you, 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 you'll die immediately. So you can't do that. But David says, I want to behold the beauty of the Lord. One try to say, another guy says, uh, uh, David says, taste and see. No, the problem is most, most people never tasted and seen. Because you go from sermon to sermon trying to get somebody else's chewed up food to satisfy you. You know what? I'm, I'm going to stand too long. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Let's get to it. I'm halfway up my time and you're still standing. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Let me pray. Uh, Father, will you guide us now, please? Um, this next year is going to be a big one. For every person at every campus, at every church throughout the whole world, will you prepare us so that we can behold your beauty? In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Um, there's a little song I love to sing. Um, that, I think, that I think describes most American Christians, actually most Western Christians, and I also think it really describes how we live our lives. You ready? It goes like this. To me be the glory 
to me be the glory to me while you laugh that's how most of us live our lives you come to church and say to God be the glory but the truth of the matter is the way we live our lives is me and me alone first and foremost I know, in other words, here's, here's how it goes, here's how it goes. Um, in the beginning, me. Because we live our lives like God is not there. We live our lives like God is not the, the ultimate motive for everything we do. And yet still, we walk around telling everybody we love Jesus and we're, we're, we're blessed and highly favored. But the truth of the matter is, when suffering shows up, we sing the song to me, be the glory, because our entire life is wrapped up in me. At the bottom of every choice, every decision, every word, every action, and every thought, the awe of something. At the bottom, every decision you make, at the bottom of it is the awe of something. Every, every choice you make is the awe of something. Everything you do and say, every action and reaction you have is driven by an awe. The question is, what are you in awe of? The, the, my, 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 my word for next year is, 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 I want it to be your wonder year. I want it to be a year of awe, a year of wonder, and a, and a year of glory. Because, here's, here's the problem, because as we concluded our series on Revelation, I went to the finish line, and we talked about the finish line, and here's what I thought. I said, do you long to see the face of Jesus? And my concern was, I got a number of people saying to me, I thought, Pastor, I didn't, I didn't even know I was supposed to long to see Jesus. I didn't even, I don't even know how to long to see Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't realize it, but I'm telling you, at the, at, the, at the end, at the bottom of every decision you make is a question of all. In light of that, we've got to wrestle with a couple issues. Why do you do things? You do it because of all. Why do you act the way you act? Why do you think the way you think? Because of all. Why do you... Why do you act a certain way toward your marriage? Because of all. Why do you act a certain way toward your kids? Because of all. Why do you treat and spend money the way you do? Because of all. So if you figure out your all, it will explain why you do what you do. So that's why when we go to our, we have a whole marriage center, whole marriage retreat, where we try to fight for couples to go through it, and, and we get five couples together, spend five days with them, counseling, 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 and here's what happens at the end of the day. The ones who make it, they're in awe of God. The ones who don't are in awe of themselves. Listen, listen, listen don't, don't, please don't miss this today, please. In other words, the ones who make it, they realize that life, I am not at the center of my life. God is at the center of my life. And even if it means I'm not happy, if I am glorifying God, even in my unhappiness, I will still fight for the person I'm fighting for. I don't need your clock. I don't need it. When you know you're preaching truth, you don't care whether somebody else thinks, say it! I will say it myself, say it! See, the part of the challenge is most, a lot of us are in love with happiness more than we're in love with God. We're in love with our own, our own awe of happiness more than we love with God. So, let me see if I can break it down real quickly for us. So, I believe and I'm convinced that all of us, if you look at your sermon notes when you came in, you got one. The first one says, we're all hardwired for awe and glory. And to live in wonder. Every last one of us, every one of us, we are, we're hardwired for this. We're hardwired to live. In other words, God's put something inside of us. 
and we carry it everywhere we go. It's hardwired in us. That's like, just like the old, some of you don't even know this, just like the old time phone, it, had a, it was hardwired, which means it went from the, from the line outside on the pole all the way into your house, and it was hardwired. That's why it didn't have drop calls back then, because it was hardwired. Most of you got cell phones not hardwired. Well, God says, the way I created you is I created you with awe and wonder. So, your heart will always look for something to be awed. So, everywhere you go, you're looking for it because he has hardwired you that way so that you're always looking to be awed. So, for many of us, we're awed by some stuff. Let's see what we're awed by. For some of us, we're awed by human goodness. We like to see a good story. We like to see the little kid that had nothing and gave it all up. And we're awed by that. And we're like, oh my God, this kid should get everything. Oh my God. <laughs> we're awed by that. Some of us, oh, I'm going to walk down your street in a minute, I promise you. Some of us, some of us are awed by a human being breaking a record. And we see it and we're awed by it. Some of us are awed by... By, by the Grand Canyon. And we go, and it takes your breath away. Some of us are awed by the selfless acts of, oh, that was so sweet. I couldn't believe it. No, for real, one time I said, this really did all. One time I'm in Colorado, my son got sick, and, uh, and I said, son, I think we should go home early. And my son said, hey, dad, listen, dad, listen, dad, listen, dad, listen, dad. I don't want to mess up my sister's spring break. So I will stay in the bed, even go to the hospital. So that she can keep skiing. Because I don't. Oh my gosh. That's how some of us are. Some of us are awed by the Cinderella team that comes back and win. Some of us are awed by, by, by the birth of a child. Some of us are awed by the sunset. It just takes my breath away. Some of us are awed by the sunrise. Some of us are awed by, ooh, by the thrill of a deal or a sale. So, I won. Ooh, I won. I won. I won. I won. I got it. I got it. That's because all of us have a hardwired system inside of us that God has placed there. And we're searching for all. Now, the challenge is, the second thought, that God says everything that's awesome is designed to point you to God. So when you see the birth of a child, you're supposed to be overwhelmed with it and say, good God, if, if he makes this happen naturally, then what kind of God must you be? That's what's supposed to happen when you see the sunset and you marvel in it. And God is saying, if you think that's anything, wait till you see what I have in store for you. But that's because it's supposed to point us to the awesomeness and the, the, the glory of the great God that we serve. Huh. So here's the problem. Number three. Our hearts are either ruled by the awe of God or ruled by something created by him. <laughs> Therein lies our problem. Because some of us are ruled by something else. And therefore it drives all our decision making. And we don't even realize it sometimes. We're, 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 we're awed by something. If, you, if, you, if you're addicted to drugs, you're, you're, you're awed by the feeling that you have when you take it. And so you're, you're awed by it. So it's now driving you to go get some more because you have an insatiable desire for it. Okay, let me leave. We're, let me leave that. Let me come down your lane. If you're driven by money and you're awed by it, and the thrill of making more and more and more and more and more. Every time you get a deal, you can't wait till the next one. Then no wonder. God says you're going to be ruled by that. And not by me who you should be ruled by. Ah. So then number four says. Oh. Number four simply argues. So either your, your awe is going to be your ultimate motivation. Yes, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God to present your body as a living sacrifice. 
Why? Because it's your reasonable service. If you understand all that God has done for you and that every single day you show up, you are being washed by the grace and by the mercy of God every day of your life. Therefore, the motivation should be, God, everything I do, I do for you because if it was not for you, I wouldn't be here today. It is only by your grace that I can do anything I get to do. This is so important because so many of us miss it. And it's going to show up. In, I'm going to show you how it shows up in 2024. In other words, God's saying, no, what I want you to do is I want you to be, I want you to be awed by me. I want you to be so filled that I want you to be awed by me. Because I've, I've hardwired you to be awed. So every time one of these small things happens, it should point you to me. And it should make you want to worship me more. Because it should be the motivation. The reason I go to work is I go to work to bring God glory and show people what a good Christian looks like when they go to work. The reason I, 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 I have kids is to raise them up so that they can worship and glorify God and take those kids and their family and take them somewhere else so that they can make God look good wherever they go. That's why I have kids. Not to make them some superstar so they can make me rich. Not to make so that they can pay for their own college so I don't have to pay for them. Not to make sure that they get all straight A's so I don't look bad. Not to make, am I talking to anybody yet? The great motivation is I'm here so that I can live consistently in awe of the God that I serve. It only gets worse, though. It only gets worse. Watch it. Here we go now. Here we go. It's always an awe problem that produces a law problem. Oh, it's always an awe problem that produces. Okay. Um, um. Have you ever been, the, the reason teenagers, when they drive, they're not, they, they, they don't reverence the privilege of driving. By the way, some adults don't either, so let me just set the record straight. The, the reason we don't is because you have not yet realized the devastation that can happen to somebody when you hit them and now that person doesn't have a mom for the rest of their lives because of your irresponsible driving. You don't get it yet. You don't see it yet. So because you don't, it's not until after that now you start, you start driving with reverence. And the reason you drive with reverence is because you see the devastation that can happen when you're irresponsible. So the awe of the laws of traffic make you drive appropriately. Some of you all need to revisit those laws. But whenever you have a law problem with God, it's because you have an awe problem. In other words, you have given something else your worship, and you have allowed it to become an idol, and you have not lived for the glory and the awe of God. Good God Almighty. Help him, Pastor. Help him. All right. Um, um, many of you have been to a concert before. Um, so you go to this concert, and some of you, you remember when um, uh, Michael Jackson was alive, you went to a Michael Jackson concert, or, or a print, don't clap, it's you in church, don't clap. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm just leading you somewhere, but oh, it, that, was, that was the old days. Anyways, um, <clears throat> come on. <laughs> so you remember when Michael, or Prince, you remember Prince, and some of you old enough now, and you'd be in the, th- 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 tell me this is not true, you'd go get your perfect outfit, and you, you had it for weeks. And you would then try to get the friends that you really wanted to be with to go with you to the concert. And then, when you're at the concert, all of a sudden, you just start crying. And you start wheeling. You're like, this is, this is Michael, this is Michael. Or, 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 or recently, it's, it's, it's Beyonce. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm right here. I'm like third row. Oh my God. You, listen. You don't want to see it on TV. You got to be there, and you got to be up close and personal. By the way, I'm equal opportunity, so I got to see Taylor. <laughs> but, 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 listen, 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 listen. You know every song and every line of every song. 
And when they're singing it, you know every dance move. And you're dancing and singing to everything. And you're in awe. And you start breaking down in tears because you're in awe of the stage. When is Jesus going to be the center of your life and be on your stage? When are you going to tear up just because you're in the presence of Jesus? When is it going to be that you, that you get ready and nobody has to motivate you to worship? You just get ready and you can't wait to worship because you've been worshiping all week long because you've been in your closet and you come into church. Cannot wait to see Jesus face to face. Have we stooped so low that the created being gets more glory from our lives than Jesus himself? Oh, I'm pre preach, but <laughs> my God today. All right, let's see if we can finish this because this is not a regular Sunday morning, so I have a time limit, and I can't go over because it was hard getting in. So let's keep going. If God's not blowing you away, you will pursue a horizontal awe, and it will mess up your life. If, God's not, if, if God has not captured your heart, you will ultimately, good God Almighty, mess up your life. And you're going to ask the question, how did I get here? And you're going to trace it back to you had an awe problem. Look at your neighbor and say, you have an awe problem? Look at the other one and say, are you sure you don't have an awe problem? So when does wonder fade? Come on, everybody, let's go. Let's land this plane. When does wonder fade? Here, here are the three reasons wonder fade. The devil is trying to make sure you never live in awe and in wonder and for the glory of God. That's his goal. He doesn't want you to live there. So because he doesn't, he's going to make you three things. He's going to make you, one, believe in selfism. Starts on the bottom where all of life is about you. Number two, you're going to have unrealistic expectation. And because of these unrealistic expectations, you're going to have a temptation to doubt God. Let me show you how this works. So because you're into yourself, you love yourself so much, when something goes down and, you know, something happens and you start suffering or somebody around you starts suffering, then all of a sudden you say, well, why is this happening to me? Well, hold on. My Bible says in this life you will face trouble. So why are you shocked about the trouble that you face? Why is it that we're going into 2024 talking about blessed, blessed, blessed in the city, blessed, 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 as if you being a believer, you don't have a target on your back and you don't expect the devil to say, I'm going to turn their world upside down and see if they still worship the same God. So they don't have unrealistic expectations. It's part of the process. And by the way, the way God knows who you are is by carrying you through a little suffering. Because it is in the suffering that your idol raises its ugly head. You see, all God's trying to tell us today is don't make a good thing the ultimate thing. It will become, it has become an idol. Don't make a good thing. Don't make it the ultimate. The ultimate is God. And if you keep doing it, a trial is coming. You're, you're setting yourself up for a trial. And when it comes, you're going to lean down the wonder path and you're going to go from, since I'm at the center of my world, I have unrealistic expectation that everything should be good. I should be the wealthiest person in my community and everybody should want to be around me. So now you're going to doubt God because how can a good God allow this evil to happen to me? It's how people walk away from the faith. Ah, oh, let me give you another way. It's, it's when you're into selfism and you have unrealistic uh, expectation. So you expect everybody in the church, a small group leader, everybody to be perfect. And all of a sudden, they make a bad mistake. And now you want to leave God because of the flawed person that was leading your small group. Say it! All the devil has to do is simply take one out and you falter. As if there is not a God who is the only perfect one. That we all looked. Can I get a witness, somebody? <clears throat> In light of that, now let's get to the passage and let's see if we can land through it and land this plane. Here we go. <clears throat> now, turn your page over. How do you rediscover wonder if you've lost it? How do you rediscover this, 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 this glory of God if you've lost it? How do, you, how do you rediscover this? Number one, 
In verse 1, he says, I won't fear. Why? Because I know who he is. So David says, the reason I fear no one, whether it's an individual, a group, or a system, is because I know who my God is. So since I know who my God is, I have a relationship with him. I have hung out with him. I don't bring the, the situation before God. I bring God to that situation. I'm not telling everybody else about the situation. I'm going to tell everybody else about my God who's going to walk me through this situation. But then number two, he says, not only that, verse number three, he has this confidence. So he says, I'm confident. Why? Because I know what he has done. Uh, third grade math. I've been teaching my son some third grade math. And in third grade math, they have this uh, inductive reasoning. It's real simple. It's real simple. Look, you, I bet you, you, can, you know this. Here it goes. I'm going to start. It's a pattern. It starts small and ends up wider. Watch it. Two, you tell me to fill in the blank. Two, four, six, eight. Oh. Y'all know it. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. One, three, five. Huh. We got some mathematicians here, all right. Um, let's, let's trick you a little bit now. Um, half, one, one and a half. Y'all were hesitant though. while I gave my Here's all David said. David said, as I have walked with God, I have noticed the pattern. David says, I, a bear came at me one time, and God showed up. Uh, a lion came at me next time, and God showed up. Huh. Oh, Goliath came at me next time, and God showed up. So now that Saul is after me, now that Absalom wants to kill me, since I know that one is he showed up, he showed up, he showed up, then what do I have to fear because he's going to show up? Too many of us are forgetting the pattern. God says that's why you have to know and walk with God so that when he delivers you from the little stuff, he's setting you up because something else coming down the pipe. And when it shows up, you need to remember the pattern. The reason he has confidence is because he knows the pattern. My 10-year-old son knows that's all of y'all need to do it. He knows the pattern. How's the pattern gone? When I'm in trouble, God shows up. When the enemy comes, God shows up. When the system comes after me, so whatever 2024 has to bring, guess what's going to happen? Why do you act like you have no faith? The koala, he can't, he can't, if he can't see it, he can't jump. So he can jump 10 feet, but when it's 3 feet, you go to the zoo, they put him in 3 feet. Why does he never jump over? Because he cannot see the ground, therefore he lives by sight. Not by faith. We got too many Christians living by sight. And not by faith. Your God says, if I showed up in your past, no matter how bad the situation is, why the heck you don't think I'm going to show up again? Good God Almighty. Number four, number three says, no, no, not only I won't fear, I am confident, but verse six says, I will rejoice. Go to verse six. Go to verse six. Pick it up for me. Why am I rejoicing? Because... I know what worship does. Good God Almighty. Go to verse 6. Watch it. Watch the text. Watch the text. <clears throat> and now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. Watch this now. I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Huh. So I have to get in, God, to your worship center. To worship you because when I get to the worship center, the problems have not gone away. The only thing that's changed is I'm in your presence and now I can see differently because I'm seeing through your eyes. Go back to verse 5. Let me show you something. Verse 5. Good God. Verse 5 says this. For in the, for in the day of trouble, he will... 
in his tabernacle, in the secret places of his tent. He will hide. Stop right there. The word hide means he will, he will hold you up so that your enemies can see you, but they can't touch you. That's what your God says to you. If you just have a relationship with me, if I know your name, and if you hang out with me, I will conceal you in the midst of your enemies, in the midst of your haters, so much so that they will be able to see you, but they cannot touch you. So there's four things I'm going to ask you to do now. And then I'm done. Four things. Number one. That's all in your notes. Every single day, I want you to do this. If you're a part of one community church, I need you to know what it, what it means, and I need you to know what it feels like to gaze upon his beauty. That's what I want you to do, so put all four of them up. I want you to gaze upon his beauty, then I want you to remember your gospel identity, talk about that. Then I want you to rest your heart, then I want you to act on the existence of God, not your feet. Four things I want you to do every day. Every single day, we're starting it with our 40 days of prayer. We're starting it with our 40 days of purpose. And all I want you to do is practice this little habit with me. Number one, I want you to gaze upon his beauty. In other words, I want you to spend unhurried time with God where you get to read his word and then think and listen to what he has to say to your own heart. That's what it means to gaze upon him. I don't want y'all to reach Revelations chapter 21 and 22, get to heaven, and then say, God, what's... What's the big deal here? Which is what I think most people would say. Because they don't know that it's a big deal. That you get to do what nobody else in history has ever gotten to do. Which is to look upon him. And see him face to face. So let's practice it. Let's get into the process of, of enjoying ourselves. Then number two, you ought to see yourself and remember to see yourself not only of who God is, but who God has changed you to be. Because now you have a gospel identity. You're no longer your name. You're now bought with a price. Now Jesus is the center, and now you're walking in him. That's, the, that's why when somebody says, oh, you ain't no good. Oh, you ain't going to be mount to nothing. You say, that's who I used to be. But since, I'm now, since I now have a new identity in Jesus Christ. It don't matter what you got to say anymore. What matters is what God has to say about me. And I'm walking in who God has called me to be. Not who you are calling me, not your name, but who God's calling me to be. Number three, he says, I want you to rest your heart. In other words, I want you to simply slow down enough daily to hear my heartbeat. And then number four, he wants you to act. He wants you to become an interpreter of your situation. He wants you to act first on who God is, not how you feel about your current situation. Lastly, last, I'm done. I'm going home on this. Um, verse number 14 uses an amazing word, and I want you to leave on this. Because there are a lot of people that are waiting for God to come through next year. And I want to remind you of the image. I want you to remember as you wait. Go to verse 14, and let's pick it up of, of this deal, and then we're done. <clears throat> Here's what verse 14 says. It's a, it's a fascinating word. It says, I want you to wait. That's all he says. I want you to wait. Watch it. Read it with me. Everybody, read it with me. If you're single, read it. If you're married and you're not happy, read it. If you're waiting on kids, read it. If you, whatever you are, read it. If you're broke and you're waiting for a blessing, read it. If you're broke and you're waiting on the lottery, don't read it. If you... <clears throat> read it with me. That's not everybody. Be strong and let your heart... Take courage. Yes. Wait. Don't go before him. You wait on him. No, you must know, you, you need to know what the word wait means. The word the word wait the word wait there. Ah, don't ask me to do it. Ah. The word wait there. Lord have mercy. I have no idea what I'm doing, but they put this up here as a prop, so I'm going to use it. The word wait means to braid or to plait around something. <laughs> Equal opportunity. <clears throat> you got white members, black members, Asian members. I should have an Asian doll, but I don't. Anyways, 
Um, in other words, God is saying, I want you to braid your life around me. So then, when the winds of life comes, and it is straight and not, blade, and not braided around God, then the hair goes anywhere. Don't get at me because I used the white one for that, okay? <laughs> Somebody going to send me a text. I know you are, but God bless you. Ain't nobody got time for you. <clears throat> now watch this. Now, when you braid the hair around a fixed object, then wherever the hair goes, the object goes with it. Here's all God's telling you as you wait. I want you to, by the way, let me pick this up so nobody don't feel bad. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to braid your entire life around me this year. So much so that you will get wrapped up and tied up in me. So that wherever the wind blows, I am coming with you wherever you go. Good God Almighty. All he's trying to tell you today is he loves you so much that he does not want you to wrap yourself around another dude. He don't want you to wrap yourself up around your investments. He don't want you to wrap yourself up around even your kids. He wants you to wrap yourself up around him while you wait. Come on, let's hear it for God, everybody. All right, here's how we're going to close our service today and let you get out of here. Number one, listen, everybody, listen. I just need you to know how good your God has been to this body of believers. Today alone, 271 baptisms. Are you kidding me? Just today. Just today. Come on out here, Naya. This is not the time for you to leave. I just want you to see what God's done in some of the people's lives who decided that they're going to gaze on his beauty. Watch what God has done. And just appreciate and applaud the goodness and the greatness of our God. Take it away. All my words fall short. I've got nothing How could I express all my gratitude? I can sing songs as I often do, but every song must end, and you never do. So I All that I have is a high. 
mind you, I don't know about you. If I were you, I'd try Jesus. I'm telling you, he's changed our lives. And he can change yours too. All we do is try to set dates up. When people come here, all we try to do is set dates up with Jesus. Because I know, and most of the people here know, that you ain't never been on a date like the one you can have with Jesus. And so all these men and women are here, and they're saying that he radically changed my life this year. And I hope he'll do that to you, even before the year begins. So on your sermon notes, there are places there, whether you want to take your next step and accept Jesus, whether you want to take your next step and join the church or get baptized, whatever you want to do, there's just a QR code on those sermon notes. And if, if you want to take God seriously this next year, if you want next year to be a wonder year, an awe year, then we would recommend you try Jesus. Will you let me pray with you, please? And while we do so, if you don't mind, uh, if you just stay standing right where you are, and if you're trying to walk out, just stay right moment, just momentarily, I'll let you out, I promise. Heavenly Father, will you move on your people today? God, we've seen the evidence of your goodness. We have no reason to doubt. So will you speak to those that have wondered? Would you speak to those that are lost that does not know you? Will you speak to those that perhaps have given up on God? And will you simply invite them, not, not to a man, not to a church, but to a personal relationship with Jesus? Because we know there is nothing like having a personal relationship with Him. So God, will you do that? Just, just speak to every heart, whether here or at one of our other campuses. Speak to every heart. We pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Everybody, thanks for coming. God bless. We'll see you.